As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Jeremy Speaks. Like, share, subscribe, comment, criticize. It is all welcome. As long as you listen, I am your host, Jeremy Speaks. And today I'm going to cover a myriad of topics. By myriad, I mean it's going to be quite a few different ones here and there. Um, I like to thank everyone for listening. I like to thank everyone who joins me over on my live stream on YouTube uh, at Negro Sports League. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at Negro Sports League, um, you can come over to my YouTube channel, Negro Sports League, and watch me live stream two hours a day. I live stream sports shows. You can also check out my Jeremy Speaks channel, which will have some of my podcast uh, clips from the previous show. I will divide those up in clips based on what my listeners want to be, based on what my viewers would like to hear, or it may be a subject you may not want to sit through the entire podcast, but I encourage you to do so. But if you don't, you can always go over to my Jeremy Speaks channel where I will divide it up into clips just for you. Full episodes will be posted uh, the following Saturday in its entirety on YouTube. And you can check them out on Blog Talk, Spreaker, and I'm on Apple Podcast. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for joining me. And I'm going to go ahead and kick today's show off with a topic that has been going on that people have been talking about. People have been discussing. People, It's divided people. It's drawn lines in the sand that weren't there before and of course it is this kneeling or standing and you know what i'm at the point right now there's so much going on in the world where i just don't care anymore i, I it, it's not something that should be viewed as important anymore when you have people out here that are supposedly in my opinion only uh dying from a pandemic that's going on right now 
You also have people dying at the hands of police officers. You have people on my level arguing with each other about what should be going on at the top. I treat the whole flag situation as a diversion. And when people get caught up in diversions, you can't pay attention to everything that's going on around you. It's, in my opinion, I call it the shiny object syndrome, where someone will shine, pick up a shiny object and show it to you. But at the same time, they're reaching around and stealing your wallet. And people fall for this. And at this point, let's just be real. And it may invoke some emotions for me saying this guy's name, but let's be honest about some things. Kaepernick's been out of football for a long time. He started it. Everybody jumped on him. Um, he said, I'm not going to stand for an anthem that, you know, encourages or doesn't do anything about police brutality against people of color. And people were like, God damn it, you motherfucker. My, my, my dad was a firefighter. He watched 9-11. And they've just been flipping out about it ever since. And now at this particular point in time in history, I just don't care anymore. I care more about surviving. I care more about the fast, the fact that I have to go to work and wear a mask for eight hours in a hundred degree heat in a warehouse. I care more about trying not to get COVID. I care more about things that really matter. Like it's flooding going on in China right now and we get everything from China. So, of course, there are going to be shortages that go on. I care about shit like that. Why? Because standing or kneeling for a piece of cloth at this point is just kind of exhausting to talk about. And I haven't said anything about it. My stance on it is this. Stand, sit, but shut up. You know, if you feel like people standing is appropriate, if you feel like standing is appropriate, stand. If you feel like kneeling is appropriate, kneel. But keep it off of my feeds, on my social networks. Keep it off of my feed. Keep it out of my ears. I don't care anymore. I don't care that Drew Brees said he won't tolerate anybody disrespecting his flag. I don't care about that either. Because in the words of Laura Ingram, when LeBron had an opinion, hey, Drew Brees, just shut up and throw the football. I, I understand that football players and athletes of all kinds have opinions about things. I get that. But when you bring it into a place such as the football field or the athletic field where it started when you bring it into a place like that, where I'm trying to watch football to get my release from my daily life about how I don't like what's going on in my life and things like that. Now it's starting to be a problem and people are still doting on this problem. This has been going on kneeling or standing for this flag is not a priority in my household. Do I enjoy some of the freedoms that I get in this country? Yes. Am I afraid of police brutality because of my color? Yes. But at the same time, is kneeling really doing anything except causing more people just to be divided along the lines? You're dividing sports teams whose whole job it is to keep you united to like the sports team. Can we focus on that? Because I'm going to tell you, when this pandemic hits like they're projecting it to hit, we're all got we all got some bigger problems than somebody kneeling because of this and because of that. And that's not to say I'm not in support of anybody who kneels. That's not to say I'm not in support of anybody who stands. It's just to say I just don't care anymore. I just don't care. We got COVID and face mask wearing going on. And it's other things going on in the world right now 
than getting upset over people kneeling and standing for a flag. I don't care either way. Stand, kneel, do what you want. You know, people are quick to get on a computer and throw rocks and hide their hand. Okay, if you're going to stand and kneel and stand beside what you say, that's great. This is the country where you can do that. But damn, can we just shut the hell up about it? At this point, can we? Anyway, that's my two cents on the subject. I'm moving on. I just had to say that because I'm so tired. I, I saw a baseball player who was standing saying, I'm not going to kneel for the – I don't care, dude. Just swing the bat at this point. If they can tell LeBron to shut up and dribble and shut up and not have a voice, I can tell you shut up about the goddamn flag. Okay? It works both ways. It should anyway. According to James Baldwin, it, it'll never work both ways. Anyway, I'm moving on. This uh, I mentioned face masks and how I have to go to work and wear a face mask every day. And it's hot, and I don't want to do it. And it's a lot of people there that aren't doing it anymore. I guess they feel comfortable in what's going on. I guess they just assume we're all going to get it. And in thinking like that, it took me back to a time in the 90s when I was a kid, when, um, when there was some fear-mongering going on back then, too. It brought me to a time where... It brought me back to a time where I remember when AIDS was the epidemic everybody was afraid of. AIDS was an outbreak and everybody was afraid to get it. And if you had it, you were stigmatized and you were ostracized from the rest of society. And that's exactly what's going on now. The difference being, I don't see a whole bunch of dead people showing up with COVID. I don't. Now, when AIDS hit, AIDS was designed to kill three types of people. Gays, black people, and drug addicts. That's a fact, because that's who had it. A lot of people got exposed for having, you know, like, how'd you get AIDS? You know, you're you're not this or you're not that. And then a lot of secrets came to life. But nowadays, you got people who have been alive 20 years. After the AIDS, 20, 30 years after the AIDS pandemic, right? It just, the same fear is what I'm getting at. The same uh, split, the same drawing lines in the sand where you work. I remember it was a point in time where you could discriminate against people if they showed up with AIDS, you know? Tommy Morrison was a boxer who had AIDS. Magic Johnson had HIV. I don't know how he's still living 30 years after he announced he had it, but, well, I don't really think that he had it. You know, I think that was more a publicity stunt to get out of his contract. But the panic surrounding it is the same. And when you think, when you remember that, it's kind of like when crack hit the scene, right? It was an epidemic. It was crack. It was everywhere. Everybody was using crack or using this. It's the same fear. Not only is the same fear, it's the same people controlling the fear. The same people who control the epidemic control the fear. If you make people fear things, you can control the people. Because I've stated here on my podcast before, people will give their lives for a cure. Now, my opinions on whether COVID is real or not, I've already discussed that in previous uh, podcasts that I've done, so I'm not going to go back over it. I'm just saying that the same, I see the same similarities in the fear of people going on. The only difference is I personally don't view with my eyes a whole bunch of bodies dropping dead or a whole pe- bunch of people coming down with it. I don't see that. I do see people being misinformed about it. Just like they were misinformed about it. I remember that they thought that you could get AIDS from touching a doorknob after somebody else who had AIDS touched the doorknob. Kind of like COVID. And it's so much information that's like misleading. That's the only part that really is 
legitimate to me. The fear. That's real. But I'm not here to say whether COVID is real or not. I'm just going to take the necessary precautions to make sure that if it arises in my household, that, you know, I'm just here. I have to do my part. So if I have to do my part to protect myself from other people and protect my family, then I don't mind being hot in a mask for 20, 30 minutes. I do mind being hot in a mask for eight hours, but I have to. Because I don't want to bring it. I don't know what people are. I don't know what people have been. I don't want to bring their germs back. I don't want to keep their germs. And I don't I don't want any diseases unless I've earned the right to have them. Right? The only thing I see is real is people's responses to it. The misinformed and the fear. Fear is how you control the population of people. They'll give their lives for the cure. Now, I, I mentioned how when I was a kid that crack also came on the scene. And uh, now it's uh, white people on opioids, right? And that's kind of where I got my speech about I don't care anymore, right? Because I remember when blacks were on crack in the 90s, nobody really cared. Whites are on opioids, I don't care. If you choose to stand for the flag, I don't care. If you choose to sit, I don't care. But wear a mask. <laughs> Either way it goes, wear a mask, right? I don't, it, it, it's not important to the everyday hunter gatherer sense to survive. So, what makes it something that I need to worry about? It's not distraction. I just, I'm curious as to what the next distraction is going to be because I was already preparing myself last year for this quote unquote pandemic. Uh, I do go look at depopulation.news and I encourage anyone who listens to. Because the depopulation.news gave me the heads up on what was really going on. It predicted that this was going to happen. It did. It, it, it predicted that it was, it was either going to be an Ebola outbreak or a strain of virus we had never heard of. And that it was right. It's ran by a white guy who understands science and has to walk around with a gun to protect himself because he's telling a lot of truths about a lot of things that's going on, you know. When white men come out and say, hey, man, these evil white men over here are plotting this and plotting that, I, my ears tend to perk up because white people talk to each other. That's one thing that they do. They do communicate with each other, whether they like each other or not, because it's the common goal to be superior to everybody else that drives the white race forward. Let's just be honest. That's why they can't stand to see somebody uh, commingle with another race. But that's a subject for another day. Also, I want to make a side note right here. Not really a side note. I'm going to segue into another subject where I talk about how uh, in the town I've talked about in, at great lengths in the past, how in the town I live in, um, there are multiple, multiple, multiple shootings. And as of this recording, um, right up the road from where I live, it's a subdivision called Country Homes. And they just had a shooting there where a 17 year old uh, injured three people in the shooting. and He's been charged with three attempted murder charges right and i think in my mind that people tend to forget that it's a lot of young men that have died due to gun violence in greenwood and it's kind of easy nowadays to forget stuff like that one because it's frequent two because it doesn't happen to everybody and three you can scroll past it on your facebook so i'm going to take it upon myself to make videos over on my Jeremy Speaks channel where I talk about these young men and the shootings that tragically took their lives. The reason why I elect to do this is because these guys should be remembered by the people who knew who they were. 
And I feel like that it's it's happening so frequently that nobody's really remembering these young men who passed, except their families who still miss them to this day. So I'm going to take it upon myself. Uh, it won't be a long video. It'll be a short video where I describe. I'm not going to go at great lengths to describe what's going on in these young men's lives because I don't pretend to know the circumstances that led to their tragic demises. But I am going to do my part because I see a lot of people on Facebook that have put up a post, uh, long live, or I wish he had lived, and I wish he was still here. But after people scroll past that post and they like it, they kind of just move on with their lives. And I don't like that part of the equation. I don't like that part. I think that these young men should be remembered in a way where – they're celebrated like so i'm gonna do my small part and i'm gonna do maybe a two three four minute video uh covering the case covering them getting murdered and how nobody who i think i, I haven't seen any arrest in the murder of any of the young men that i'm referring to i did a podcast it's over on my jeremy speaks channel now where you can go look at it where i did a show talking about all four of these got young men dying and a lot of people will say that I don't, why Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? You didn't know them, you this and that. Well, if if you have to point out the fact that I didn't know these young men, but I'm doing videos on them, I have to point out the fact that I haven't seen anybody else doing videos on them. I have to point out the fact that I don't see anything outside of Facebook posts, which are everywhere. You can just click like and I guess it's an acceptance or whatever. I'm doing the videos because they, them dying affected me. Not just affected me, but like affected me deeply. And the only way you're going to introduce change is if you're an agent of change. Yes, it hurts me to see young black men get murdered. Regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm tired of picking up the paper and watching either one of these young black men shoot someone or one of these young black men being shot by someone that looks like them over i mean money women whatever the reason may be it's not enough for these young men to keep dying so i'm gonna do my small part and i'm gonna post videos where i talk about the the situations or the circumstances surrounding their deaths i don't know that's tbd as far as when it's going to be posted, but it will be posted because I have to do my part. If I wanted to change, maybe my video, maybe me doing my video will help some kid that is affected by it or some kid that's going through similar circumstances go, you know what? I don't want that to be me. You know what? I don't want to be a post on Facebook where they at my grave taking pictures. I don't want that to be me. And maybe that'll save somebody's life. I've watched plenty of videos where it's affected me to the point where I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to think differently about things. I've watched plenty of videos like that. And maybe my video will serve as an inspiration to that. I don't know. Maybe people will get pissed off about it and tell me to shut up. But like I always say, you can like, comment, criticize, and subscribe. But as long as you watch, I appreciate the view. And I'm going to keep it on that positive note because you can't produce anything out of being negative about it. I don't I won't mean any disrespect towards the families, but I feel like that a lot of these cases, these young men, they get swept under the rug and people just go on with their lives and forget about it. 
Now, if it was these people that was going through it, it'd be totally different. We need some someone out there championing the cause to say, hey, stop doing this to each other. Growing up, I didn't have a whole bunch of uh, positive black men that I saw. I didn't see a whole bunch of them around me. So I'm going to do my part in trying to become one and try to spread any message I can to say, hey, this doesn't have to be what you do. This doesn't have to be you. It's a whole world out there that you need to try to see. Like where you are is not the whole world. And I feel like by chronicling these young men in their deaths, I can do just that. And speaking of positive role models that look like me, I want to diverge off into, uh, I know a lot of people may be aware that I'm a big wrestling fan or good wrestling fan. Something very positive, in my opinion, happened on a show that I watched over the weekend. It was an older show, but I, had, I hadn't watched wrestling because I don't like the direction it's taken. It's supposed to be silly and fun, and that's just not how I like my wrestling. That's how everybody else in the world views wrestling, but that's never how I viewed it. But on, at NXT, the Great American Bash, I saw something that I've only seen about four or five times in my entire history. And that was somebody that looked like me winning a world championship. The visual of it kind of took me back to when I was like eight and I saw it happen for the very first time. I saw Ron Simmons defeat Big Van Vader. Well, this particular individual, he's known as Keith Lee. Now, Keith Lee played football in the SEC at Arkansas, but for some reason, he didn't get picked up. He didn't get drafted. He's a hell of an athlete for a guy that's 340 pounds, but... It's kind of like when Lamar Jackson came in the league and kind of just took over. People should be talking about that forever because it hasn't happened a whole lot. I could probably name on one hand and two fingers how many times I've seen a quote-unquote black male win a world championship. And not only did he win a world championship, he was the first double champion. He had two other top titles in the company. I... Let my children watch that because I do believe it's important that we see something outside of fucked up rap videos and messed up singing and, you know, drug using and kill, 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 murder, 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 get cash, get cash, get cash. It was uplifting to see Keith Lee win that. And for young boys who are wrestling fans, who are fans of NXT, who can see themselves in this guy just like I can. I thought it was amazing. They gave him the whole celebration too, the whole kit and caboodle. He got everything, the pyro, the 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 confetti, he got everything. And you could tell by the look on his face that it actually meant something. And it does mean something because we don't get too many opportunities where we're presented in a positive light. Like I stated earlier, I just read an article before I went live or before I before I went on where a 17-year-old young man is now facing three attempted murder charges. So any bit of positivity we can get is good. You know, people went crazy over Black Panther, but they forget that Wakanda was a place invented by a white dude, you know. But they took a lot of pride in wearing kente cloth and going to see it. I know that it's wrestling. I know that it's professional wrestling, and not everyone gets it. But the visual of Keith Lee, who is... From all reports, a very quiet guy who comes to work, he does his job. He doesn't complain about how hard his job gets. He does his job. He goes home. And it's been rewarded. 
And in that is a message. If you do your job, if you persevere, if you push through, if you keep a positive attitude about it and you don't count the next man pocket, you can do the same thing. Why not? He did it. And I've explained before that we're tacit learners, us males of dark origin, melanated origin. Which, you know, I haven't ever gotten why people hate it, but, you know, it's just positive. It's positive. It's a it's a positive moment for me. I remember watching it, getting goosebumps, thinking, wow. And I could probably name all the times this happened. I can name Kofi Kingston. I can name Jay Lethal. I can name, name Mark Henry. I can name Ron Simmons. The Rock kind of says he's transcended race, so I don't really know. You know, he claims the Samoan side, but that's – that's a business decision he made. Bro, you may claim that Samoan side, but that charismatic, smooth talking, that million-dollar smile and that shit you got, that came from us. So whether you want to admit it or not, it's us and you. That's what got you over. You just don't have the problems, and you don't have to worry about that. But it's positive. It's a positive, positive message. And I encourage anybody to watch it, because especially if you have a young black son, you know, I know I've discussed on another podcast where I'm not I'm supposed to not have an opinion about things that relate to black lives. But as I've said before, if you and the horse that you rode on, if you think I can't say what I want to say when it comes to that, because my mom's black, my grandma's black, my daughters are both black and I'm black. So, yes, I do. I can care about black lives mattering. Sorry to disappoint you. But just check. I mean, it's just a, a uplifting moment. It's not a rap video where they're talking about murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. I got drugs. I got drugs. I got watches. I got cars and I'm paid. Yeah. Okay. A lot of those guys got money. A lot of young guys around here got money. It's a tool. It's, money is a tool just like anything else. It's a tool just like the key you go to crank up your car with. If you don't know how to use that key to crank up your car, then, then the tool is completely useless. It's okay to have millions and millions of dollars, but if you don't know what to do with it, then it's kind of pointless to have it. You know, and that's just me diving off into another subject right quick, the importance of wealth. And the fact that, like I said, there's probably kids walking around right now with more money in their pocket than I'm, than I'm going to make this year. But it ain't what, it ain't what you made, it's what you saved. And it's good and bad and all, and it's, it's what you choose to see and what you choose to do. And I'm I'm doing my part. If I say something that makes you uncomfortable, then clearly you're uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable, right? So I, I won't ever apologize for what I feel is telling the truth. I'll, feel, I'll apologize to you if I hurt your feelings, but I'll never apologize for what I say. That's a lesson a lot of people got to learn about me, right? I've always challenged people that if you have a problem with something I say, just invite me onto your podcast or invite me onto your YouTube channel so we can discuss it. It's that simple. And I'll discuss anything with anyone. I mean, I covered a, a variety of subjects that are probably going to offend some people, but, you know, that's good. I want to stir the pot. That's what this whole podcast is designed to do. Stir the pot. Start the conversation. Have this discourse so we can move on to the next level of human civilization and progression. But until we sit down and have these uncomfortable conversations, we're not going to make it anywhere. You know, I don't want I refuse to sit back and be silent about it. I talked about kneeling. I talked about the COVID and the panic around it and how it was similar to the AIDS outbreak. I talked about Keith Lee and a positive 
picture of a black man doing something, that's not going to go over with a lot of people. And it's not designed to go over with everybody. What I say is not gospel. What anybody else says isn't gospel. But having the discussion about it is the true message in it. That's the gospel. The fact that you be willing to sit down and talk about these things. Now, I would like to thank you for joining me here today on this particular edition. Um, I stated earlier I'll be doing shows over on my YouTube, not shows, but videos over on my YouTube channel where I discuss uh, the shootings that take place in my town and the victims of these shootings. You can tune in to Jeremy Speaks for that. I encourage you to subscribe over there. I do have some good content over there. I also encourage you to join me on my YouTube channel when I'm live streaming the Negro Sports League where I do stream things and talk. And I say a lot over there. I mean, I, I think my core audience kind of enjoys it. I've stepped on a few people's toes, but piss on them. Um they, they need to grow a backbone and realize that this world is not catered to your feelings and it never will be, especially if you are a young black man. The truth is what you need to hear. And if you don't like hearing the truth, hey, you can shut your window. You don't have to listen to me. I'm just telling you, think, you know, on my podcast, the things I believe. Also, I would like to state that the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Jeremy and Jeremy Speaks Alone. But I do encourage you to follow me on Blog Talk, Speak, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, um, and subscribe to all my channels. You can follow me over on Facebook at Jeremy Hurley. That's where I am. You can follow me on Instagram at the Negro Sports League. You can follow me on Twitter at Owner of the NSL. These are all places that I am. I encourage you to continue to listen. I appreciate all your support. I appreciate everyone who supports me. I appreciate everybody who takes time out to listen to these shows. And I hope that I was able to impart something on your life that you can take and go and grow it. I also invite you onto my show. If you ever want to come on to my show, just inbox me on Facebook and I'll give you the particulars so that we can sit down and have this discussion, have this discourse with each other. Because your viewpoint may not be my viewpoint. And that's fine. That's how you get uncomfortable that's how you get from being uncomfortable to comfortable you have to have them and that's what this podcast is all about like share subscribe comment criticize i would like to thank you for joining me once again i have been your host jeremy speaks peace Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.